Hi, I'm Darcy. And I'm Kelly. And thanks for joining us for... And, and Another, Another Thing. Thing. Where we talk about current events. Pop culture. Things we love. Things we don't. All slathered in gobs of laughter. And all the feels. So grab a drink, sit down, and join us for... And, and Another, Another Thing, Thing with Darcy and, and Kelly. The Podcast. <laughs> Yes, we just watched a fabulous 80s movie, and so today's episode is called Blast, Blast from, from the, the Past, Past Real Genius. Genius, starring the so delectable Val Kilmer. Oh my god, he was a haughty McHaughty mm-hmm. McHaughty in this. And Gabriel Jarrett. Yes, who played Mitch who Taylor. Who plays Mitch. Also, we have William Atherton, who plays Professor Jerry. We're going to talk about him a little bit later, but you know his face as soon as you see him. And we have other people we're going to bring up as they come. There's a bunch of others, but it was also directed by Martha Coolidge, who also directed um, Valley Girl. Yep. And a couple other really great films. Mm -hmm. And we'll get into this, but it... Passes the Blechdel Blech, Blech test, I Blech guess. Blechdel test in those days, it does. And if you don't know, it Alex Blechdel is the one who wrote Fun Home. And oh. her thing is, there has to be a certain number of women in it. So mm. at the beginning, it's not, but we'll get into that. But yeah. Oh, and Brian Grazer, who must have been a baby, must have. Like, I was like, what was he? Twelve. That's Opie's partner, right? No. Brian uh, Grazer yes. is uh, Opie's partner. In real life, yeah. he is Ron Howard's <laughs> oh, uh, producing partner. Yes. yes. I was um, like, wait, but he what? produced it, and Martha Coolidge directed <laughs> yeah. it. And, and apparently Martha Coolidge is the current uh, president of the Directors Guild of right? America, yeah. DGA. Um, so. But, oh my gosh. Okay, first of all, at the top, mm-hmm. first the soundtrack is freaking amazing. Really good, yeah. The first song at the top, oh mm-hmm. my gosh, it was so good. This was back in the days when they actually would hire studio musicians to put a song together and, like, not known already bands. They had a couple songs in there that were by bands that we recognized. Right. You know, there was Tears for Tears Fears. Tears for Fears at the end. And, uh, oh, my God, Summer of 69. Who did that? I just lost Ryan it. Adams? No. <laughs> Brian Adams? No. Brian Adams. Brian, Brian Adams. Brian Adams, right? Yeah. That doesn't feel right. Anyway, y'all know who we're talking about. But yeah, it, it also had a few songs by people you've never heard of. And that was because at the in the day, they would hire musicians to come together and they'd create a band name and they'd just have but, it on the soundtrack. Oh my gosh, the soundtrack is great. But yeah, we both good. agree. We both, we wanted to watch it again because we remember that Val Kilmer was Hottie McCotterson in yeah. this. And because and we, he was trending on Twitter that day when we saw it. Right. So that gave us this idea. Yeah. But holy crap, I, I didn't, we both were watching this going, I didn't remember yes. that. First of all, they are using these kids that's supposed to be Caltech, but it's Pacific, Pacific Tech to build a weapon. To kill people. To kill people. <laughs> a laser to yes. kill people. To blow people up. And the movie starts with a spaceship and you see him fry somebody, you know, and then you see the boardroom of the directors that are responsible for whatever. And they're like, now we just have to create this thing. They have this idea 
And what was interesting at the top of the film, now not, understand, this film came out in on August 7th of 1985. So this board of directors, Big Cheeses, there's one black man in the room, which at the time, the fact that there's any black man in the room in a position of of power, power right in was, military yeah in military we were like whoa there's a black man in the room yeah yeah and then he's like he's the one character that goes i can't do this i'm out i'm leaving the only person with a conscience in the room is the person of color yeah and i just was Love like that. blown away by yes. that yeah and then we move and not on to be pandering but i think that's really cool and i feel like that goes to martha coolidge yeah Okay, so it's called the Crossbow Project. Okay. Um, so I'm glad it, you put that down. <laughs> so this thing is called the Crossbow Project because you could, like, target one person and, like, annihilate them with a laser beam. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, for its day, mm-hmm. there were a lot of, I wrote down some of the jokes, but <laughs> what did I write? Chris Knight. Who's Chris Knight? Chris Knight is Val. That's Val Kilmer's character. Oh, right. His Chris character. Knight. Yes. Yes. So he's supposed to be like the eighth smartest or something. Like the eighth smartest mind in the right. country or and something like that. And then there's Mitch Taylor, who's a 15-year-old kid from like a high school, mm-hmm. and he gets recruited, this, recruited recruited by Professor Jerry, Jerry something or other, played by William Atherton. Creepy Jerry. Yeah. But it opens with Val Kilmer's characters wearing an I love, I heart toxic waste yes. t-shirt. And here's the thing. The only thing I remembered about this movie, because literally I have not seen this until since probably 86 or 87 by the time it was available on VHS. Right. And I feel like I saw it in the movie theater. Yeah. But yeah, you... I definitely did not see it in the theater because we never went to movies as kids. But... Dad brought it home from the rental place, and the only thing I remember is that Val Kilmer was in it, and his character was really frenetic, and then I remembered him wearing a t-shirt called Surf, that said Surf Nicaragua, and I remember being so, just thinking that was the funniest thing, and that's literally the only thing I remembered, so we're like, whoa, this movie is about farming smart kids and making them create this horrible thing, like... It was a lot deeper than it was so much deeper than we ever thought. So much and deeper. One of the first lines that Val Kilmer has something about uh, we need to prove to you that we're not all brain and no penis. Yeah. And I'm like, in those days, I mean, I mean, he didn't say the c word. He didn't say cock. Right. But um, blunk. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. And then there was another line that I wrote that let's get down verbally. And and I I mean in this day and age none of those lines are particularly weird but in those days I feel like probably this was a PG I can't imagine that this there was no nudity yeah there was no nudity there was yeah. no sex happening even when there were the girls that were in the the party scene there were no but yeah there were some really funny lines yeah. That still held up as comedy today. I yeah, feel I like it held up, and honestly, I feel like it could be remade today, and I bet that they are mm. farming young kids to develop yeah. weapons. I, I, I'm I sure. honestly feel like they are. I'm not telling them that that's what they're doing. But, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, at the very beginning, when Mitch first comes, there's a guy in the closet that ah. turns out to be Laszlo. Yeah, played by John Grease. And if you look him up, you will absolutely know his face. 
G-R-I-E-S. He's been in everything forever and ever and ever. Great character. Oh, and the guy who plays the... What's the oh, one? Robert Prescott yeah. plays Kent. He's, he's like in, the... He's been in everything. Yeah. He's been on Law, uh, Law & Order 8,000 times. He's mm-hmm. been in every procedural. He's still working all the yes. time. That's what I do when I watch an old older movie. That I, I sit there with my phone and I IMDB everybody. Because I'm like, who's still working? Who's not? Who disappeared? We were both hitting the phone a lot mm-hmm. during this. So the guy in the closet who is creepy at first... He turns out, in my opinion, to be one of the hottest guys. In- <laughs> Laszlo turns out to be one of the hottest guys. Young John home. Grease is not bad to look at. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. And I love that Mitch, when he first starts there, he's like this 15-year-old kid, and he's wearing a suit every day and a jacket. <laughs> and then, and Val Kilmer is wearing boxer shorts and bunny slippers and T-shirts, t-shirts. the whole time. And, um, His T-shirts, you had said in the while we were watching, his T-shirts are their own character. They are. They really are. But, um, so Laszlo in the closet, it turns out that he has this whole thing that you could go down and it's like Gringold's Gringold's trolls in the Harry Potter thing. (laughs) It's like this whole tram that you go down. Yeah, down to the, the bowels of the university or something. Yeah. And I also feel like, and then I'm going to let you talk, Kanye, but um, (laughs) go for it. I also feel like this whole movie was the precursor to Big Bang Theory. That doesn't surprise me either. That makes a lot of sense. Like somebody watched Real Genius and went, how can I make this a television show right now? And there were so many one-liners that were just hilarious. Mm -hmm. I stopped writing them down because I wanted to be present in (laughs) the film. But... Val Kilmer has so many funny one-liners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, oh, like the professor says to him at one point, I want to see more of you in the lab. And he goes, okay, I'll gain weight. Right. Okay. <laughs> like his one-liners are so literal. And then he, he sees this hot chick who's like the daughter of one of the big cheeses from the boardroom early on in the movie. And he's like, I'm sorry, I have to say, have you ever seen a body so amazing or beautiful, whatever, in your life? And the guy goes, that's my daughter. And he's like... Oh, okay. Then I guess you have. <laughs> so and, wrong. Right. But still And funny. she's also the lead in Valley Girl. Yeah. She ended up being the lead in Valley Girl, which Martha Coolidge also directed. Oh, so. my gosh. Yeah, yeah. That was hilarious. And we both agreed that the acting is really the good. The acting stood up. Because a lot of times, I said this while we were watching it, that a lot of times... These, the younger kid characters are either not great actors. Or they're precocious. Or, yeah, or they're way over the top. No, this know. kid was great. This kid was really good. I thought he was, he had and some And you said he's still working stuff. all the time. Still working. His name is, when I find it, Gabriel Jarrett. And when you see his older face, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, I've seen that face before. Right, and that's how I feel about Kent, too. Yeah. Like, you see him in this, and it like, but when you see his face, it's like, oh, my God, he has been in every police Everything. procedural yeah. ever. But the girl who played Jordan. Yeah. Who, that was these it, days, right? uh, her name was, I wrote her name down somewhere. Did I? Yes, Jordan. Michelle Mayrink. There is nothing on her IMDb after 1988, so it sounds like she had a few things. Like, she did some work. It sounds like she was maybe a child actor who maybe went to college and decided, I don't want to keep doing this, and it probably paid for her college. And she was a good little actor, and we kept going, who does she remind us of? We decided that she looks very much like Selma Blair. Yeah. 
and was a good little actor. And, and I was like, that girl, that character is on the spectrum. Yeah. Absolutely, I, 100%. I feel like a lot of the characters. Yeah. <laughs> Super smart kids who are a little socially inept, but these days we would know. Like, back then, it's just like, well, they're geniuses and they're weird. You know, now we're like, well, that kid's on the spectrum and they're geniuses, but we just have to figure out, we have to figure out how to be in their world. Right. You know? And, and definitely neurodiverse. Like Absolutely. Like, all of the characters would yes. be. Yes, um, yes. But, I, I mean, we kept going back to, and we kept saying this to each other the whole time, I never got that they were developing a weapon. Right. <laughs> It's like, what movie did I watch? I never recalled that they were developing a weapon to kill people. I thought it was so people. funny, and I remember, like, the kids, and I do have to say there's a part where the character of Mitch, um, he calls his parents because he's just, mm. he's had it. Yeah. And the bad guy, Kent, they tape the phone conversation and they play it over the cafeteria, but... He's just like, and he's 15 years old. 15, he's a baby. And he's like, I want to come home. I don't like it here. And the parents are like, nope, 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 you have to stay there. And that kind of broke my heart. Yeah, that was sad. Whether back then or now, that's not okay, you know? No. If your kid is like, you want to give a kid that's special, you want to nurture that. But you also want to be very careful to make sure you're not forcing them to do something that is not appropriate for their age right and that, or that they're not comfortable with and that was just and they all made fun of him because he was oh were you crying it, it mm-hmm. just that was actually really heartbreaking that was me. sad that was very sad um, but we were talking about the t-shirts being a, a character but also the computers are a character oh my god! because they're ginormous they're huge they're yes. these huge like big boxes <laughs> and with the like the green and when I think I'm like 1985. I didn't even know what a computer was in 1985. Me either. And these, of course, this is like Caltech, but it was a Pacific Tech. Yeah. Seamus, if you're <laughs> listening to this, I'm sure you could um, give us some Relate intel into this. But it was hilarious with mm. the green screen, with all of mm. as they're coding. It's like with all the this. DOS. It was oh, DOS. DOS. Like, yes. You know, the green letters on the black screen. Oh, and it was my like, gosh. oh, my and Lord. And the computers were ginormous. And their keyboards, the, the keys were like three inches tall. And <laughs> oh, my. It's God. just like, how did we ever. My first computer was a big, hefty monster like that, actually. Back in 1998, it was a ginormous monster. Yeah. And so I'm thinking, gosh, 1985, this is crazy. And. Oh my gosh, the special effects! Oh, when they're up in the spaceship. Yeah, it was. I have to say, for the time. Was, yeah, for the time, it wasn't bad. We are so spoiled with we the CGI so spoiled and this CGI. AI stuff, especially now. All this AI stuff is coming out that is totally fake. And I'm <laughs> and, so um, scared. I'm I'm really scared of that. Yeah, it's like on we one should do hand, an AI show because there's a lot that is going on that they yeah. could duplicate everything. Yeah, they had, I just saw today on Twitter pictures that are AI that are of Drumpf being dragged away by police. And they look, which is not what happened right. for his arraignment, but these are pictures of him like try, fighting the police or whatever. And I'm like, and they look like real photographs. Well, and that doesn't even bother me as much because there's Photoshop and so many things. Mm-hmm. But what really bothers me is that you could duplicate the voice. 
Mm-hmm. And you could have somebody who... Yeah, there's. I saw ads on Facebook just this week where they're like, you want a professional voiceover? AI can do it. And that breaks my heart for my friends who are voice actors. Absolutely. You know, it's like, what the hell? Yeah. It's now, super scary. And, and even in academia, which you guys know I work, there's, um, what is it? I forget what it's called, but there's the AI thing that can just write a paper for you. Mm. You just I use in. Chat GPT yeah. often to write. I actually use That's Chat GPT to Chat. write our copy for what our show's about, like our little snippet of what the show is about. I use Chat GPT because it words it better than I can. You know, it, and here's the thing: right now, Chat GPT is only as good as the information you give it. Right. So you have to give it a fairly well written piece of copy so in the first place. So if I were place. to say, write a Snap GPT, or what is it, GPT? Chat GPT. Yeah. I need a 2,500-word paper on Hamlet, the play by William Shakespeare. Can they... I don't think so. I think you'd have to put your already written paper into it and say, can you clean this up? Can you bring it down okay. to how many, how many words? Can you keep the tone or lose a lot, the tone? Because there's a lot of talking about that at academia but right. we're so and it'll we get do, there but we're yeah. so getting off this yeah the topic but um okay i don't know why i wrote this down okay and forgive me let me see if i can figure it out rape is happening oh okay so mitch uh the star of the movie honestly that's another thing is like i don't remember this kid mitch oh! actually being oh, the star yes, of the movie yes, yes yes and val kilmer is actually a supporting character but you know they used him for the name mitch goes back to his dorm room and there's this woman there who is an older adult right and she totally puts the moves on him she's like trying to get him like he's 15 years old and she is she goes and literally kisses him now earlier in the film if you remember she's there she's an assistant to somebody and is meeting uh, Chris Knight, Val Kilber's character, for the first time. And he gives her a compliment about, like, he's moving on her. He's well, and being, she comes yeah. back at the end. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is yeah. like he, she tells him at that moment in the beginning of the film, I've met eight of the ten, ten. most brilliant yep. minds in the country. And then she's the one who comes back and freaking makes out with this 15-year-old. She's a full-grown-ass woman. And we're like... What is this rapey bit rapiness? You know? Yeah, it was really it yeah. was really creepy, but then he doesn't go through with it because then he goes to find Jordan. He goes to find Jordan, who he's been oh. crushing on the whole oh. time. And so he doesn't go through with it. But then she comes back later with Laszlo. With Laszlo. She finds the the the, the first, number one. The number one of the top ten minds in the country um, and he's gonna marry her. There was a lot of diversity in this movie. Yeah. For an eight well, you said eighty five? 1985, yep. I mean, there were, like, we were talking about, is it just stereotype that there are Asian kids, and but mm. at this Caltech, um, but I, that's why I feel like it passes the Bechdel tech, uh, test, because towards the end, they show a lot of military, and it's a lot of women. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of women, yeah. And, uh, in and higher, high, yeah, yeah high. positions. Yeah. And there's one scene where they're, there's going to be an explosion on their, their targeting because, okay, the kids in the college mess with the plans of the military because they're geniuses and they sneak in and they fuck up everything. Once they find out yeah. that they're actually developing right. this weapon... 
they decide they're going to, to ruin everything. And so they sneak into the places and, and stuff. And do all the things. And d- craziness ensues. And so at the end, there's this, uh, you know, they're testing the laser. and Project they, Crossbow. Yes. And what happens is the kids have made it target the professor's house. Professor Jerry, the creepy, creepy yes. guy. Yes. And where did I go with that? What was the original question? Oh, we were talking about... Um, <laughs> How there was a lot of diversity. Oh, yeah. So there's a room full of what are, well, I don't know, scientists or military people who are doing the, you know, they're the they're the, they're the Houston contingent, right. basically. The, the, the brain trust. Yeah, who are running everything. And there's women, and there are Asian women. and Asian woman is the captain of the whole ship. Oh, okay, I mean, the okay, whole, okay. Right? The whole thing. Yeah, she was the... Something like that. Yeah, but, an Asian yeah. woman was... And again, this is 85, mm-hmm. and that's, I mean, now we, we see it all the time. I mean, thank God for Shonda Rhimes. She has made, mm. um, I read something about there's like 2% of the thoracic um, heart surgeons in the world that are African-American women. Mm. And I'm like, well, Shonda Rhimes would make you think that 87% <laughs> of the thoracic heart surgeons are African-American women. That's true. We're just African-Americans at all because this season, those last couple seasons, two of the best heart surgeons in the world were an African-American woman and an African-American man. And then even Bridgerton, which is like multicultural casting, which thank God for Shonda Rhimes. But I feel like uh, Martha Coolidge, you did your thing. Yeah, I feel like she probably tried. And we were just talking before we sat down to do the show that she probably had to fight for every placement Oh, I bet she... but you know, she had to. I really. I yeah, and so I feel like she did is is. I feel like she did the best she could for 1985 to get diversity in that cast. You know. Then I, I, I at the end I said great soundtrack and then I said, oh my god, Jiffy Pop. No, oh my god. That yes. <laughs> so they go into like bad guy George. Oh, no, is Kent. he the one who prayed the gay away? No, we're gonna. I'm gonna come back around to that. No, <laughs> bad guy Kent. Yes. goes into Professor Jerry's house, who is William Atherton, um, and they're trying to get him not to go in the house because they know that they've they've changed things to blow up the house, right? But, but he I goes. Th- go ahead. No, I thought they were gonna actually blow up the house because uh, I thought Professor so too. Jerry loves this house, and he's like refurbished it and everything's beautiful so I'm like oh they're gonna laser beam the house but no it gets better it's better because Professor Jerry hates popcorn and when Naughty Kent who's trying to undermine Chris Knight and Mitch the whole time goes in the house he's literally standing in front of this thing that when the laser beam hits it it literally starts going like a jiffy pop on your oven. It's like and a I was like 20 feet across like yeah. dome of jiffy pop. Yes. It's like the it's a huge and I'm using my hands and you can't yes, see you can't me. See. But it's ginormous. A ginormous jiffy pop. And I was sitting there going cuz I don't remember this movie at all going, "Oh, how funny. They must have had to make do by cutting in a jiffy pop doing whatever they're trying to do." But no friends thingies. It was really popcorn. They jiffy popped a giant and they thing of popcorn. And they filled the whole house to the point where it's coming out the doors and windows. <laughs> windows and, and everything. And, and Kent 
like he survives, yeah. but he he gets blown out of the yeah. house in popcorn. Yes, and then the neighborhood kids are like playing in the popcorn like it's snow, yeah. and they're getting wagons full of it to take home. It is freaking hilarious and ridiculous. Like it's so, ri- these kids are like. We don't want you to use our project to blow up people. And so instead of blowing up the guy's house, they're like, we're just going to fill it with popcorn. Because he hates hates popcorn. And I was like, wow, that's like, I'm like, I would expect because most movies would be like, we're going to blow him off the face of the planet. Right, and kill him. him And yeah. Yeah. But no, they just made a lot of freaking popcorn. (laughs) I just, it was such a delight. It and really I was. Thank you, Darcy, for saying this morning or <laughs> a week ago. Um, <laughs> we should watch this. A week ago, yes. <laughs> I'm still so bad at this. That's okay. But no, I just like, I, I just, you know, Val was trending and I wanted to honor Val. And can we just say, we both were like, Several times during the movie, we were like, it's still hot as fuck. Still. That's just stone cold fuck. Oh my God. And Laszlo, too. I don't remember Laszlo being that hot, but Laszlo was a fucking. And when you see him, because nowadays, I'm telling y'all, look him up. John Grease, G R I E S. You will be like, oh, I totally know that guy. Because he's in everything. He's been working for years and years and years. And he's aged well. Same thing with the guy Kent. Yep. Um, he but he looks, looks totally different to me. He looks better now than he yeah. did in this. In this, yeah. he looks creepy. Yeah. And now he looks like, you know, a, he looks like an older, you know, Police guy. guy. Yeah. Detective guy. He's like, you know, he plays that kind of stuff all the time. But I love the fact that so many of the people in this film are still acting. Yes. I love that. Except Jordan. Did I mention Jordan yeah. hasn't done anything since 1988? Yeah, I would love to know what she did. But like you said, maybe it got her through Yeah, maybe it just paid for her school and she or... decided to do something else. Yeah, you know? she may be making artisanal yeah. cheese in Vermont. Maybe. We don't know. We just hope she's happy. I just, Jordan, I hope you're yeah. happy. But I have to say, I think she's a great little actor. And so I, I sometimes when I see a kid with a lot of talent that gives it up, it makes me a little sad because I'm like, what could we have seen of them right. over all no, this time? I agree. You know? I agree. Like we said. Like short played... round in Indiana Jones. I it's so know. lovely. <laughs> what? <But> he's... <laughs> what an Oscar. I know. It's, it's great. Um, I love to see that. This is definitely something we're going to continue. If yeah. you have a favorite 80s movie or television show television or, show or, or an music album, videos. does it hold up? Yeah. Um, please send us recommendations because this is what we're going to do at least once a month. Yeah. We're going to revisit our youth and see if it holds up. But I want to go back to William Atherton. Oh, yes. Because we've got a little time. We are not done with this show, ladies and gentlemen. No, we he saved the best for He plays Professor last. Jerry. And, of course, when you see his face, you'll absolutely recognize him because yeah. he's also a great character actor that's been around as long as I've been alive for sure. Um his IMDb says he hasn't done anything on film or television since 2018. So I don't know, maybe he retired, but uh, it didn't say he's dead. So he didn't, COVID didn't get him as far as I know. Right. But he back in the, the Don- day, Donahue, like Phil Donahue, I right? forgot to write down the year, but I feel it was 1981, 1984, one of the others. He went on the Phil Donahue show and said he used to be gay until. Oh, shoot. What was the name of that thing? 
The Something Aesthetic. Something Aesthetic by Eli Somebody. Dad gummit. I can't believe I didn't write that down. But we were trying to look up this aesthetic thing and we couldn't understand what it was. And I was like, oh, did he pray away the gay? He did not pray away the gay. Whatever this thing was made him decide he wasn't actually a homosexual and he's been married to his wife since 1980. Okay, let's see. Let's, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, in real time, I'm gonna look it up. Okay. So I just thought that was really interesting and now I'm very curious to see that Donahue episode. I wonder if I can find that on YouTube or something. Because we were also having a discussion about how... Oh, if you look at his face, you can see that he's, he's, he's totally worked forever. Okay. Yeah. On Phil Donahue's show in 1981, William Atherton claimed he was once a homosexual it was changed due to the aesthetic realism of Eli Siegel. The what realism? What? Aesthetic. Aesthetic realism. Yes, by Eli Siegel. Eli Siegel. Eli was a poet and writer. Like, he wasn't even, as far as I know, like a scientist or anything like that? Um, er, yeah, American poet and critic Eli Siegel, he had, a, a, his philosophy was in three parts. Three divisions can be described as one liking the world, two the opposites, three the meaning of contempt. Which, um, what does that have to do with homosexuality? Uh, nothing. So I'm like, I'm very interested why he felt like that. And I'm sure we'd have to do a deep dive into that to see where he would In the 1980s, with... the foundation he created faced controversy for its assertion that men changed from homosexuality, homosexuality to heterosexuality through his program. Whoa. In 1990, it stopped presentations and consultations on homosexuality. Wow. I have never heard of that. Me either. I mean, I've heard of all the praying the gay away. Sure. I mean, I've seen all those documentaries. I have more but... than one friend who went to... Yeah. I'm not going to say the word, but F rehab, they would call it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> the F word. And so that's just really interesting to me. And he's been married to... Now, here's the thing. I personally feel like, yes, you can be born gay. 1,000%. I know I have friends who I guarantee have been gay since the minute they came out. But I do think that um, nature and nurture can contribute. I agree. And so... But I also... And there's a spectrum, too, they say. You know, the Kinsey scale the has Kinsey a spectrum. The Kinsey scale says... And, and that's where pansexuality comes in. Hmm. I mean, I always say, like, honestly, if I were to meet a woman that I just fell in love with, mm -hmm. I can't say that I wouldn't... Yeah. But I feel like her. that's... Like yeah. Anne H. and Ellen DeGeneres... Because yeah. Anne was with her for a while, and, and I really believe they loved each other. And she says, or said, may she rest in peace, that it wasn't about that she was a woman or a man, that she just loved the person and I, that and Ellen was. And I honestly, I mean, I, I, like, I like the male parts, but <laughs> I mean, especially right now in my life, I mean, I could, I could see falling in love with a woman. I can't. Yeah. I, could, I can't. And that's the thing to me is like, I just like, I know I'm straight as a freaking arrow because yeah. like the idea of being a with a woman, not that I mind, like I can watch women make out and stuff and it doesn't bother me, but the thought of me making out with a woman and, you know, come for me if you must, I'm just telling you how I feel, but I, that makes that, no, yuck. The thought of me being with another woman is icky to me. 
Not that I have any really, problem right. with other women doing I have no problem with that if that's your thing. But it, that just makes me like, yeah, I'm about as straight as you can get, you know? Well, and also I feel, I feel like men are born homosexual and they're like, I, I feel like that is nature. Yeah. I feel like men are born like, yes, I like dudes. No, I don't like dudes. I feel like, and I feel like women can fall in love with another woman. And I feel like women who have really had shitty lives Mm. can Mm. look for comfort in a woman because they've been treated like shit. Well, that's my argument. The nature versus versus nurture thing is that I I feel like women women are more susceptible to the nurture and part of things. But men who are gay, I mean, I know so many men in my life who are gay. Well, because we do. We do. Um, who would say, oh my gosh, it would have been so much easier for me if I wasn't. Are you Mm. kidding me? I am. I was born this way, Lady Gaga, thank you. (laughs) It would have been, my Mm. cousin Scott, I mean, sorry to call you out. Um, You're out to everybody, and I'm sure you don't listen to this, but if you do, um, he once told me, he said, are you kidding? If I could be straight, I would be straight. Oh, that's interesting. It would be so much easier for me. Mm. My life would be so much easier. It would be easier, yeah. I just watched a show on Netflix called Saint X, and it's about this girl who, when she goes, when she's little, like seven-ish, goes to a Caribbean island in, I believe it's Jamaica, with her family for a vacation. Her older sister gets murdered. They think she's murdered. The whole thing comes around where there's a surprise element of the two men. No. No, but the two men that they always thought murdered were responsible for her murder. Uh, I don't want to give it away if you want to watch it, but these two men you think are straight this whole time, and then the one ends up kissing the other and, you know, whatever, and the one character says to the girl, it wasn't something I ever thought about or ever thought I wanted. And then suddenly it was just happening. Yeah. And it felt natural to him. Well, and, and so that and was sure interesting that, to me. That, well, I'm sure that could happen too. Yeah. That guys who've been, I, I mean, come on. Like you said, the Kinsey Report, mm-hmm. there, there's so much more to sexuality that is fluid. Yeah. And, you know, we always make fun of, like, the kids today, they're so fluid. Like, you know, they're but, so fluid. <laughs> but yes. I feel like, you know, maybe that's how it was supposed to be. Yeah. You know, in Roman times, it's like... Oh, they were screwed everybody. Because there were women, orgies. Yeah. And, yeah. Little kids. Well... That's a problem. That's a problem Well, that's the whole too. Sodom and Gomorrah thing. It's like, people are like, oh, gay sex is against the Lord. I'm like, no. Children. Screwing children and yeah. making them your sex slaves was the problem. But right. you don't know your history. You right. gotta know what was going on at and the time. And that goes back to our last week's show about the Duggar family. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. It's like there's so but much. How did we get off on this? I know we're talking because about Atherton, but if of he's but if he's straight now and he's if he's happy his... and fulfilled and th- that's fine. You know, I ain't mad at anybody for doing what they feel is right for Absolutely. themselves in their as long heart. As you're you know? happy and you're not hurting anybody, you're not hurting like, anybody. and it's consensual, but not with children. Yeah. Or animals. And you're not stepping out behind your spouse's back. That's right. the thing that pisses me off. It's no like, children. No animals. Ugh. Yeah. Anything else, if it's consensual and like you said, and you're not cheating on your spouse, mm-hmm. I'm not here to kink shame anybody. Go right. at it. 
Yeah. Have fun. Absolutely. Be safe. Be safe. That's the, yes, be okay. safe. Okay, so please, so, please, anyway. please let us know what you would like us to watch or what you've watched yeah. and you're like, hey, I just watched this. Because we have a lot of ideas of what we're going to watch. Mm-hmm. We may delve into the John Hughes stuff. We may delve mm-hmm. in, yeah, there's stuff that we're going to watch. If you have any ideas and um, yeah, share if you those did with your us. homework and you watched Real genius. Let us know. Yeah, share with us what did we miss anything that you wanted us to bring up? Tell us, and, and we'll, again, you know. Top Secret is hilarious, mm-hmm. and um, we're gonna watch. Uh, we may not do a show on it, although Tombstone, because Darcy says she doesn't like westerns. I but do I'm not like westerns. You, Tombstone is one of the best, and I do like westerns, but mm. Tombstone is one of the best, and it's really good so yeah. let us know and i know it's it's basically and it was well received like critically and stuff right oh yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. yeah i've known i've heard about it for years and been like i should probably watch that but westerns make me want to give everybody a bath and a glass of water so <laughs> i'm just uncomfortable um, watching we love you thingies thank you for listening yes and thank let you let us know what you think and in the meantime stay safe stay sane and healthy and hopeful bye-bye surf nicaragua You've been listening to And Another Thing with Darcy and Kelly. If you enjoyed the show, please tell a friend or leave a review on the platform you're listening at. You can follow us online on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Another Thing TV. Thanks, Thanks for, for your, your support. support.